Hello and welcome to Faith Fire Media. I'm Frank Mickens. So glad you're with us today. And I am excited about our topic this evening. It's going to be, I think, revelatory. And we're going to talk about the thief. His name is Satan, the adversary. And I, I hope what you're going to learn today is going to make you angry against what the enemy wants to do in your life. He wants to steal, kill and destroy. But we have life and we have an advocate. His name is Jesus Christ. So get excited. Sit back. We're going to expose the enemy's plan. I've got a phenomenal dream the Lord gave me that exposes basically what the enemy is out to do. He's not satisfied with stealing the big stuff or the little stuff. He wants it all. So sit back. We've got joy today. We're going to go into the word of God in just a little bit. And we'll be right back after our Faith Fire Media intro. Be right back. Excited to share with you what the Lord has put in my spirit. So let's pray real quick and then uh, we'll get down to business. Father, in the name of Jesus, just want to pray now for our hearts to be open. Open up the eyes of our hearts, God, that we might see the wonders of your word. You said that truth sets us free. And so, God, we want to dig into the truth of the word of God today so that we can be set free from everything the enemy wants to keep us bound with. And we give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. Bring us into your heart right now in Jesus' name. Amen. So real quick, just in case we haven't met, my name is Frank Micken. Spent 20 years in television news. I was an investigative reporter, reporter, and anchor for many years. I was a main anchor in North Carolina in the Triad area. I was a morning anchor in the Indianapolis area most recently. My family and I heard from God, and we just sought him and said, wow, God's saying no more TV except uh, to do it for him and him alone. And we moved from Indiana back to North Carolina in the middle of the COVID pandemic and set up shop, opened a ministry. And so now we have Faith Fire Worldwide Revival Ministries. That's the ministry the Lord has given us to serve him and his people. And Faith Fire's mission is to fan the flame of revival around the world. And this is just part of what we do. Faith Fire Media is a ministry of Faith Fire Worldwide Revival Ministries, getting the word of God to you to fan the flame of life and faith and power inside of you so that you can become all God has called you to be. He wants you to look more and more like his son Jesus with every passing moment. And so I pray that we can enhance your life in that way through the word of God as we minister to the Lord. So I'm Frank Mickens. Glad to meet you. And I pray that today's word is going to touch your life. Really excited about it. All right. So let's talk about today's topic. The topic is stop thief. You ever seen that? Maybe in the old 1980s TV shows, stop thief. You know, someone's running out of the grocery store and they've got produce in their hand or they stole whatever it is. And somebody's running out the door into the street and saying, stop 
thief, basically to call out the thief so everyone around can see who that person is. If I can't catch up with them, somebody else catch him. Stop, thief. You're making a sound to alert everyone in the atmosphere, everyone in the environment, everyone around you that that person's trying to get away with something that's not theirs. And that's what we're doing today. We're calling out the enemy. Stop, thief. Satan, you will not have what does not belong to you in the name of Jesus. So let's talk about the word of God today. I'm really excited about this. And real quick, just in case uh, you haven't already, would love for you to subscribe to YouTube, like this, share this. If you truly believe that the word of God is food, the word of the God, word of God is power, that power belongs to God, that if we're going to see change in this world, it's going to come by the spirit of the living God. Share this because I believe what God is saying today is going to be very pertinent for what God is doing all over the world. He is calling us into deeper relationship and he's calling us to take authority in this season. So let us look at the word of God. We're going to go to John 10, 10, John 10, 10. So it's a very familiar passage of scripture. In fact, I'm going to um, read this and then I'll give you a dream. The Lord speaks to me in dreams and visions. and, And basically that's been the undergirding the foundation, the bedrock of our ministry, the Lord, as he's speaking prophetically to me, is showing me things that we need to discuss and teach and learn and deal with in this hour. And of course, God's always on time, always on time. So John 10, 10 says, and I'm going to read the New King James Version. It says, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy. I, says Jesus, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I'm going to read it again. John 10, 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I'm excited that I can read that scripture with a smile on my face. Just because the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy doesn't mean I have to be afraid or upset or hesitant or weary or wary. No, man, we've got power in Jesus Christ. He came to give us life and he's already given it to us. So let's talk about this dream I had. So I had this dream on uh, May 6th and I'm going to just read my notes I was at a store and I was behind someone in line and someone in front of me was buying some CDs. So these are old things, you know, who listens to CDs anymore? They weren't even new CDs. So it wasn't like they were buying a brand new album from someone that's popular today. These were CDs like the ones you used to make when you burned CDs. Some people remember Napster. A lot of folks were illegally downloading music. I mean, Napster or even the way we used to do it legally. When you take something that you own and you made a copy for some other reason, maybe the CD was scratched or whatever the case. But this person was buying a bag of CDs that had been copied And it was just like in a Ziploc bag. These things didn't even have cases. It was loose CDs and they were written on with Sharpie. Someone was labeling the CDs to say this is what's on it. And they weren't even expensive. They weren't impressive. They weren't in high demand. It wasn't like people were lining up to buy these CDs because they were valuable. The buyer simply wanted a bag of these CDs because they had a very personal desire to have them. I discerned in this dream that this person simply had a fine 
fondness for the material in the bag. It was something old school. It brought them joy, fond memories. It was a memento. It had sentimental value. So it had a soulish impact. It was making or gonna make a deposit into this person's soul. And they were excited about it. They're thinking, man, let me get this bag of CDs. It doesn't cost me a whole lot. I can go home, dig through them and have a good time. Well, it was going to make this person happy. And that's what the enemy didn't like. So here a man, while we're in line, just comes up out of nowhere, grabs the bag out of the clerk's hand. So the person had already purchased or they were about to purchase it. They had handed the bag of CDs to the clerk in the store and they were going to pay for it. But before the transaction could be finished, let's stay right there. Before the transaction could be finished, the enemy, the thief came and grabbed the bag out of their hand. And so I went straight to the thief and I said, don't do that. I said, give it back. And the enemy, and I believe it represented Satan, simply looked at me and refused to do it. He was a bully. He was brash. He had all braggadocio. I mean, he just really knew that he had all the power. And he was not going to be denied. He was just going to do whatever he wanted to do. And so I said to him again, I I said, don't do that. Give it back. And he looked at me and I could tell he was not afraid of the law. He was not afraid of the law. And so I finally said, listen, I'll pay for it. Don't steal from her. It was a woman who was buying this bag of CDs. And I just had a heart for her. And so I said to this thief, I said, I'll pay for it then. Don't steal from her. I was willing to pay this thief in order to get this back for this person. And then the thief looks at me and says, you already paid for it. And he walked away. And then I said to him again, don't steal. And he walked away. And then I went back to the clerk and we were all in shock. And I wrote in my notes that I couldn't believe the boldness of this man. So what I want to do is take a couple of minutes. Let's go back through this dream and walk through what the Lord is saying about the nature of the enemy. So remember, we're in John 10, 10, where the Bible says the thief comes not except to steal and to kill and destroy. But Jesus comes around and says, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. We're going to talk about the courtroom of heaven in a little bit and how you can take the enemy to court in prayer, how you can make a declaration with the law of God and accuse the enemy of law breaking and call forth judgment and demand the enemy give back what he stole. So this is prayer. This is the deeper prayer. So I'm going to teach you a little bit how to pray. This is spiritual warfare. Don't remember what Paul said in Ephesians chapter six. He says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. See, sometimes you think the arguments with your cousin, you think the arguments with your brother, you think the arguments with a coworker, the arguments with someone you don't even know who cut you off on the street. No, we are seeing the influence of demonic oppression. That's what we, what we're fighting. All of the manifestations of anything not holy is rooted grounded in the demonic. Satan invented it all. So you've got the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, all of these things that are virtuous. Those are born in the spirit and the person of God. He is the author of all things good, pure, and holy, sanctified. He's the sovereign God who when things were created, he called them good. 
good. But the darkness and Satan, remember in Genesis, in case you haven't noticed, the Lord, when he created the day and the light, he called that good. He didn't call the dark good because the darkness already existed before he created earth. And so the enemy had already been cast down. He was already creating dark stuff. He already had an agenda to go directly opposite to the goodness of God. So we have all these things that are not the fruit of the spirit, but they're the fruit of the flesh, wrath, anger, evil speaking, gossip, murder, violence, selfishness, all of those things that create havoc, those things that are connected to sin, they were invented by Satan. They were invented by him. He brought them into being when he what? Tempted Adam and Eve. So we've got to be aware that when we're wrestling against something that is not holy, not good, the root of it is going to be Satan. Satan might have gotten into someone's heart because of bitterness and experience, because of habitual sin. And what you're dealing with is an outcropping of what they're dealing with in the spirit. And so we need to fight, as Paul says, with spiritual weapons. He says in Corinthians, he says, the weapons of our warfare are not physical. They're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to pull down demonic strongholds. So you need to know how to deal with the thief who wants to steal all of those fruits of the spirit. He wants to steal away love. He wants to steal joy. He wants to steal peace from you. He wants to steal goodness from you. He wants to steal meekness from you. He wants to steal faith from you. All of those things he's trying to steal. And he uses all of that other stuff to bring havoc into your life. In fact, I'm just going to take a quick detour to the book of Galatians, and I want to talk about those things that are anti-fruit of the Spirit. So we could talk about the manifestation of the evil one, the things that he wants to bring into your life that are anti-Spirit, anti-God, anti-Good. So he says these, um, Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, he says, now the work of the flesh are manifest. So he's saying the works of the flesh are things that we see. These are the things that are seen. You got to understand this. We see the works of the flesh. The flesh is something that is impacted by sin. Okay. He says adultery, fornication, which is sexual immorality, uncleanness, anything that's unclean, the enemy invented it idolatry, lasciviousness, witchcraft, which is rebellion against God, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelings. And he says, and such uh, these types of things. So he couldn't even list all the things that Satan has brought into the world by sin and by his dark soul and by his darkness because he's been rejected by God and he's just roaming about to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. These are the things that we need to understand the enemy's doing so we can fight them with our spiritual weapons. I'm talking about today's topic. Today's topic is stop thief. How do you stop the thief? You do it in prayer. You don't wrestle against flesh and blood. You wrestle with spiritual weapons. And we're going to talk about it right now. So let's go back through this particular dream I was just telling you about. So this person who was buying the CDs, this was something that was important to them. It was going to bring them 
joy. It was going to bring them satisfaction and goodness. And so the enemy hated it, even though it's a little thing. CDs, who cares that much about CDs? But because it mattered to that person, the enemy wanted to come and get it. So I just want to encourage you. You need to be aware that the enemy simply doesn't want you to enjoy anything. And if he wants you to to enjoy something, it's a counterfeit. He wants to give you a counterfeit of the goodness of God. So some people might say, oh, well, someone might be rich and they could take a trip to Bora Bora. Well, if that person's rich and they have a trip to Bora Bora and they don't know Jesus, Satan's okay with that because they don't have life. Because he wants them to be devoid of life. He wants them to be devoid of spiritual transformation. And if that's you, quickly, Jesus Christ came to be a perfect sacrifice to atone for the sins that you created back then, now, and in the future to give you eternal life and to walk with God, to have access to a relationship with the living father. Why is that necessary? Because sin must be judged. God is good. So he can't abide in bad. So he has to judge bad. How did he judge it? He instituted punishment. And to take that punishment away, his son, Jesus, Jesus, before the foundations of the word, world, says the word of God, volunteered to come and die for you as a sinless representation of the atoning sacrifice, taking upon himself your transgressions, your sin, so that you might have life. That's why Jesus, the Bible says, is the only way to the Father, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, that no man goes to the Father through him. The Bible says there is salvation in no one else, but there is no other name under heaven by which men must be saved. That is the word of God. But the word of God comes back and says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God being justified by Jesus Christ. He came Not because we loved him, because he loved us. He chose you. He came before you even born. He came 2,000 some odd years ago to take the sins away for you. And all you had to do to access that forgiveness and come into life is faith. Meaning, and I I looked uh, that up this morning, when it talks about believing in the Bible, it talks about trusting in someone. You put your trust in Jesus above everything else. You're saying to Jesus, I rely on you. There's a reliance that comes from this. So you're forsaking your old life, coming into a new life. And the Bible says when you do that and you say yes to Jesus, you believe with your your heart and confess with your mouth to God. I'm giving you my life. I'm putting my faith in Jesus. I'm going to walk and trust Jesus Christ. You immediately become bought and adopted into the family of God, the royal family, because he's the king of kings. And he begins to conform you to the image of his son, meaning he takes the sin, the stuff we just wrote read about. He wants to take all that filthiness out of you, all that uncleanness out of you. And he does it by loving you gently by the word of God and by you being in his presence. And so I invite you now, if you know you don't have life, if you know the thief is stealing from you, I want to encourage you to give your heart to Jesus now. Lord, we thank you and honor you for this opportunity. We just want to say, come into our life, Lord. It's by your grace. I don't deserve it. And I, and I do deserve punishment, but you've been merciful. You've kept me this long. You've allowed me to run out of steam, bump my head against the wall over and over, and I'm tired. And so I cry out to you, Lord, come into my heart, come into my life, teach me, show me the way I put my faith in you, my trust in you, in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Look, look, if you connected with that prayer and you said something to God that just basically says, I surrender, you're in the family. And so now you need to know this because the enemy does not want you to know that you have power. He wants you to think, oh, well, now it's all over. But no, Jesus says he didn't just come to save you. He says he came to give you life. There's supposed to be an overcoming in your life that is manifest for everyone to see. So everyone can see you're not the same. The Bible says that if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature that all the old things have passed away. And it says, behold, all things are made new. It's supposed to be on display. Behold, I'm not the same. Behold, I've got joy and salvation. Behold, I know where I'm going when I'm out of here. Behold, I'm going to take Jesus's hand and let him usher me into places that I didn't know existed. The depth of peace that I can have that I could never apprehend by the money, the 401k, the drinking, the drugs, the foreign the sexual immorality. I couldn't, I couldn't stay uh, at rest because the moment I did those things and I sat and thought about it long enough, I was convicted. I didn't feel like I was worthy. I was filthy. I was depressed. I had anxiety. I was worried. What's the meaning of life? All those questions fade away in Christ. So congratulations. Reach out to us at faithfireworldwide.com. If you just gave your heart to Jesus, we hope to help you connect with a Bible-believing church so you can walk with Jesus with other disciples and other believers who will encourage you along this road. Because the Bible does say that in this life, you will have tribulation, but Jesus said, I have overcome the world. He says, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So don't be alone in this walk. Don't be alone in this walk. So let's look at this dream again. We're going to learn a little bit more about the enemy's plan. He doesn't want you to have any satisfaction inside of Christ. He'll let you have satisfaction outside of Christ, but that doesn't really satisfy. It's a counterfeit version of peace. It's a counterfeit version of joy. Joy comes from the inside. And it doesn't have anything to do with your circumstances. So if you're a circumstantial type of person where you might be going through a situation and that means like the world is like coming to an end, that's not joy. Joy comes from the presence of God. The Bible says that in his presence is fullness of joy, that at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Do you want pleasure that never ends? It comes from a relationship with God. But Satan wants to bring you out of relationship or out of position to receive the blessings of God by stealing things that belong to you. And I think it's very interesting that he wanted this CD or this bag of CDs and it didn't really cost a lot, wasn't worth a lot, but he hated it. He didn't want this young lady to have it just because it was gonna bring her some joy. And that's how the enemy is. He is a bully, just like this person. He'll come up and snatch it for you. But look at when it happened in this dream. It was when the transaction was about to occur. You've got to hear me on this. When the Lord is about to release a blessing, the enemy comes to steal the blessing. I'm going to go to Revelation chapter 12. I'm going to call another audible. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So this shows how the enemy thinks. In Revelation chapter 12, I'm going to start at verse 1. It says, There appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pained to be delivered. She's about to deliver a baby. 
She's about to deliver a blessing. And then in verse three in Revelation 12, it says, and there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon appeared having seven heads and 10 horns and seven crowns on his head. Who is that? It's the enemy. You got that right. Here comes the enemy. Immediately before the baby was born, before the blessing came to pass, the enemy was in position to receive the blessing and steal it away. And it says in verse four, and his tail, the enemy's tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven. And that represents the third uh, portion of angels that were cast out with Satan. So a third of the angels are with Satan now. And did cast them to the earth and the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered to devour her child as soon as it was born. That is the enemy. So in my dream, the transaction was just about to be finished when the enemy came and snatched it. That's his plan. So you need to have a spiritual awareness that when you know you're coming up on a blessing like a promotion or a birthday or a, a wedding or a new ministry, or if you just feel in your spirit, something's about to happen, be alert because the enemy is going to try to come and steal that thing away before it is actually transacted. Just like the dragon waiting to do what? Devour a child. I mean, just how vile is that illustration? This is an innocent child being born and the Lord is showing you the enemy couldn't care less about the life of that child, couldn't care less about the blessing, couldn't care less about the vitality in that blessing. He comes to steal before it comes forth. So we need to know these kinds of things. And then listen to what he says to me. So I said to the thief in the dream, I said, don't, don't do that. Give it back give it back. And in the dream, I wasn't very aggressive about saying, I mean, I was aggressive that I confronted him, but I didn't demand and just stand on the truth. Give it back. We're going to go to Exodus 22 now. So this is what the law says. This is what God instituted from the very beginning. The Lord determined that he was going to have a process by which thieves are dealt with. So I'm going to pull up here on my iPad, Exodus chapter 22. Exodus chapter 22 to show you how the Lord says thieves should be dealt with. I'm going to read the New King James Version. I'm going to move through this pretty quickly so that we can trans transact to the next portion. So it says in Exodus chapter 22, if a man steals an ox or a sheep and slaughters it or sells it, he shall restore five oxen for one ox and four sheep for one sheep. Let's stay right there. The enemy, if the enemy steals your peace, you can demand in the courtroom of heaven that the enemy give you five times more than what he stole. And I know you don't, you're thinking, oh, Frank, that doesn't make sense because it's not tangible. Peace isn't tangible. Well, it doesn't matter. We have this as the law and the enemy is a law breaker. So when he breaks the law, he is subject to the restitution that is instituted in the word of God. He's got to restore five times or four times. And you can, in prayer, you can get indignant and say, enemy, I see you. You're stealing. You're putting me in poverty. You're stealing my blessing. The Lord says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He's not poor and I shouldn't be either. And I'm going to come at you in prayer and demand you pay back four times what you stole. Go for it. I, I, 
dare you to try this in prayer and watch how Holy Spirit comes on you and you begin to, to basically labor in prayer. Listen to this in verse two in Exodus 22. It says, if the thief is found breaking in, if he's caught and if he is struck and dies, there shall be no guilt for his bloodshed. What are you saying, Frank? I'm saying that what he's doing is is deserving of death when you decide to fight. So think about it. You have territory in God. There are things God has said to you in the spirit. These things belong to you. These are your blessings. This is your family. This is your house. This is your job. This is name it. And when the enemy comes and touches those things, let's say the enemy touches your child with sickness. You can go to the courtroom of heaven in prayer and say, God, I accuse the enemy. I eat. I convict the enemy. I accuse him in the courtroom of heaven that you must find him guilty of stealing health from my child. And I demand, God, that you kill the plan, that you kill the offense, that you cut this person, this demon off from every blessing, that any restitution, Lord, you want to pay, I'm demanding it in the name of Jesus. Sometimes we get more upset in the natural than we are in the spirit. And that's not the way of God. God is a spirit and we need to be aware of his spiritual ways. Don't just get mad when you see injustice manifest and be mad at the people. No, be mad at the enemy. The enemy is stealing life from somebody. You see murder on the news. You go into prayer and you demand that Satan pay for what he did. I'm trying to tell you today, this is the unadulterated word of God. I praise the Lord. I praise the Lord. Listen to this. Exodus 22 verse 4. If the theft is certainly found alive in his hand. So let's say the thief is caught and he's possessing that which he stole. It says whether it's an ox or a donkey or a sheep, he shall restore double. My point is this. There is exponential restitution. You are owed by God in the courtrooms of heaven when the enemy steals from you. And listen to Job's story. Children were killed. Health was taken. All of his possessions taken. And at the end of Job, that book, he got double back. He got double back. And so I just want to encourage you. You can go to the Lord in prayer. You can go into the courtroom of heaven. The Lord God is the judge. Holy Spirit is your advocate. He is your attorney. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is the prosecutor. The angels and the believers are the witnesses. And Jesus's blood is also a witness. You can call on the blood of Jesus. You can plead the blood of Jesus over every blessing in your life and say, I'm covered by the blood. I access every blessing that has come to me by relationship with Jesus Christ that was bought by his blood. And if the enemy came to steal it, I'm demanding by the blood of Jesus that he pays it back in Jesus name. And that's when you pray in Jesus's name. I'm talking about stop 
thief. That is our topic today. We're almost done. Hallelujah. I praise God that we've had this time together. I pray that this is making you indignant against the enemy. But I got to say one more thing. So when I said to the enemy, stop, don't do that. He didn't care. He was a bully. He then, when I said, well, I'll pay for it. And he turned and he says to me, you already paid for it. And I'm sitting here, honestly, as I'm saying this, still trying to figure that mystery out. I already paid for it. What does he mean? I've already paid for it. So the enemy is aware of the struggle. The enemy is aware of the things that you go through and he likes it. He likes to stand and dance and 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 gawk and basically condescend and say, look, Look, you're paying. You're paying for it. You're paying for your sins. He accuses the brethren. But what I should have done in the dream and what we need to do is we say, no, man, whatever I owed has been paid for by the blood of Jesus. See, this is Holy Spirit revealing this to me as I'm teaching you. I didn't understand what he meant when he said you already paid for it. At that moment in my dream, I had a a decision to make. I could have turned him around because he was walking away. I could have said, no, in the name of Jesus, every debt I owed has been paid on Calvary. And I walk in newness of life in the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. And that's what you have to do. There is a wrestle, a wrestling. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, though, but against powers, principalities, against spiritual wickedness in high places, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Ephesians chapter six. So there is a fight. He won't turn it over and give it back the first time you ask all the time. It depends on what the Lord is doing at that moment. He sometimes is demanding that we grow up. Sometimes God is demanding that we seek him. Sometimes the Lord is demanding that we pray and fast. Sometimes the Lord is demanding some things we don't understand so that we can look more and more like Jesus. Jesus, in case you didn't know, is a warrior. Man, in Revelation, this brother shows up and his blood is spilling because he is indignant against unrighteousness and sin. And because those who do not believe in Christ will be numbered among the transgressors, meaning numbered among those who killed him, because listen, your sin killed Jesus. Uh-oh, somebody doesn't like to hear that. Your sin killed Jesus. I can say that with joy because Jesus isn't mad at you when you're in Christ. That's why he's so merciful. He doesn't want to pay you back for what you did to him. He wants you to have life. Remember, the thief comes to steal and to kill and destroy. Remember, he wants all three. He doesn't want to just steal. He wants to steal and kill and destroy. He wants to wipe it all out. Everything that's in your inheritance, the enemy wants to put his hands on and take it for himself. But the Lord comes back and says, but I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. But there's a time frame, a time limit. At some point, Jesus, because he's a warrior, is going to pay the enemy back in total. 
He's going to come and he's going to say, you owe this and I'm taking it back now. He's going to destroy darkness. He's going to pay sin for what it did. And so when the enemy accuses you, if you know you're in Christ and you don't get what you know you should be getting because the enemy is not paying you back, you go and you tell him, I have the blood of Jesus covering my sins and I have every blessing in spirit, every spiritual blessing in in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's the word of God. You have every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The Bible literally says that you're seed in heavenly places with Christ. You're a member of the royal family. Demand your inheritance from the king. Demand what your spiritual royal DNA has brought you. Peace, tranquility, healing, Yes, prosperity. I'm not saying everyone's going to be a millionaire, but you're sp supposed to be able to pay your bills. Amen. That doesn't mean always. God allows things into our lives for reasons, but I'm saying it's not supposed to be a generational thing that you, your son, your son's son, your grandmother, everyone's in poverty. The Lord wants you to come out of that. He wants you to come out of that. So I want you to be indignant against the enemy. Use the law. Say, listen, you don't have a right to what you've stolen. Pay it back. What do we say? He's got to pay back double. Sometimes he'll pay back five times. Sometimes he's going to pay back four times. Praise the Lord. I pray this was a blessing. I'm going to pray with you in just a minute, but I want to encourage you to, to like this, subscribe to the YouTube channel, or if you're listening to us on a podcast, download this, share it with your friends, whatever you feel uh, led to do, because people need to take authority the authority that Jesus gave us to access, demand, possess life and all that life brings. Don't let the enemy steal from you. Just to remind you, today's topic was stop thief. Stop thief. Stop Satan. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you all the honor, the glory, the power. It's all yours. You're sovereign. We are your children. We honor you, Lord Jesus, and we give you all the glory. We ask now, God, that you make us indignant. I pray, God, that just like you said in the prophets, that when the enemy comes in, that like a flood, you will raise up a standard against the enemy. I pray that we'll know the word of God where it says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper and every word spoken in judgment is condemned. I pray that we'll learn what it means in the scriptures when you said that you can teach our hands to war and our fingers to fight. I hope we'll know what it means in Exodus 14 when you said the Lord will fight for you and you will hold your peace. We give you the fight. We don't have to fight with our hands. We go to the courtroom of heaven to the judge and we continue to ask until we see what has been stolen returned and he's got to pay it back more than what he stole. God, give us the faith. Help our unbelief. I pray blessing every person listening and watching this. I pray that we will dig in and we will not allow ourselves to be turned around and pushed back by the enemy, even if it's something that some people might call small. Somebody has acne or something. I don't know. We will say, no, the Lord says I am healed. Bible says, heal me and I am healed. Save me and I am saved. There's no one that can take that from me, not even the enemy. 
And so even in moments when it seems like it's been stolen, I'm going to demand the manifestation of every blessing in my life. God, I thank you and I bless you and I pray a blessing over these listeners and watchers. Bless them and keep them. Make your face shine upon them and be gracious to them. Lift up your countenance upon them and bring them peace. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Bless you. Hey, listen, I hope to see you next week. Um, We've got some more exciting things God is saying. He is pouring out dreams and visions. And uh, I hope to talk to you a little bit about in, in the coming weeks, the crown, the crown. Hallelujah. There's some things the Lord's showing me about the crown. But we'll have to get to that next time. I'm Frank Mickens. So long for now. FaithfireWorldwide.com is where you can always find us at Faithfire Worldwide Revival Ministries. Hey, if you're interested in text alerts, you can text FAITHFIRE to 55489. FAITHFIRE to 55489. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.